until I really like got to the place of like, okay, I need to, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it. So then I just started and then, you know, I'd worked. So I'd had a sense of how you go about <laughs> like communicating with people and get, I've never, I hadn't owned a business. This was the first time I'd owned a business. So I was 50, I was 50 years old. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, and I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host. Today, I'm talking to Linda Rule Flynn of Flora Lee Studios. In 2012, she was taking care of her sick mom, and at the same time, was tasked with keeping her mom's flower pressing gift business up and running when her mother was too sick to do the work. In the end, her mom passed away leaving Linda with the decision about what to do with her mom's business. You see, her mom had always wanted her to take over the business, but that's not what Linda wanted until she did it. She ended up doing things quite differently than her mother would have and finding true joy and love of the process and has truly created her own business from the legacy begun by her mother. Let's go. Thanks, Linda, for being here with me. You're welcome, Yvonne. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so uh, for folks listening, uh, I met Linda once again through the What Works Network. I seem to meet everybody there. Um, but in great the Monday, place. exactly, it is a great place. So shout out to What Works and Tara McMullen and all the good people there. Um and I was so excited. We were doing our little Monday huddle. And, and was it in the after call with April when you mentioned? It, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I got so excited because I re- did not realize that you had taken over your business from your mom. Yep. And, and that just sparked this whole conversation with you that I was like, my mind just like kind of blew off my shoulders. I was like, I need to talk to Linda. <laughs> So um, I'm going to let you kind of go back on that and, and, and see, you know, give, give a little intro into what we were talking about that day. Oh, okay. If I'm, if I'm not putting you on the spot too much. <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Um, so yeah, I, um, it was one of those bittersweet things. Um, it was a business. So my mom was Lydia, Lydia Rule, and her business was Lydia's Pressed Flowers. And she lived in North Central Massachusetts um, on the New Hampshire border. And she had this business for like 30 years. Um, wow. She was a master gardener, which I am not. I barely keep anything alive. Um, <laughs> so she had this business and she started, you know, pressing her own little flowers and, um, started making cards and doing things. And my dad built all her presses and she had a little studio in her home. Um, and you know, they subsequently moved, but anyway, so when I took it over, she was living downtown and um, she had a steady stream of clients. It was just, her work was different. Her work was, um, she loved Victoriana. So it was very little tiny uh-huh. stuff. Um, and she all, she worked with weddings, but she did. So if you would go to a wedding, you would mail my mother the invitation and she would put her own little flowers all around it. And that uh-huh. was really the bulk of her business. That's what she did. So with these wedding gifts and um, 
So she became ill January two. She's been gone eight years, 2012. Yeah, 2012, I think. 2011? January 2011. Yeah. So she became ill and, you know, we were dealing with things and, you know, going through that process and it became evidently clear by February that she was going to pass away that year. Mm. So, you know, it was just work was coming in. She was getting orders and she wasn't able to do it. And she had taught me like over the years how to do what she did, how to press flowers, Mm -hmm. um, the kinds of, you know, glues to use, how to, and I had learned framing in school and more framing things. And and she had taught me a lot over the years that we had done together. So when these orders were coming in, um, I would say to her customers, so here's the situation. She can't do this. I know how. I've been doing it for 30 years, but I know how to do it. And if you like it, I'm so happy. If you don't like it, so sorry. (laughs) So um, it really, that's how it started. And I did the first one and it looked nothing like my mother's work because I went to art school. So I have an art background Uh and I'm a painter and I do drawing and paint, you know, I have a background. So I have a different aesthetic than she certainly did. Mm -hmm. So I did this and it was so funny because it was a customer that had done like come to my mom for like six different gifts. I send this to her and she calls up and she said, well, you're not like your mother. (gasps) And not the first time in my life I heard that. And, um, (laughs) and I said, no, I'm not. I hope you're happy with it. And she said, I absolutely love it. It's, so different. It's so unique. It's really beautiful. I'm so sorry. You know, the gist of it is I'm so sorry you're in this place. And I'm so sorry that we're losing Lydia because she's so wonderful and such a gift. But if you're going to continue with this, you know, I think you have something here. So I didn't really pay much attention to the business out. You know, I took care of clients when they they came in, but really did not Mm -hmm. think beyond the day to day I was living with her, I was taking care of her. I'm an only child, you know, so I was just like doing all that stuff. Wow. You must've been so deep in the weeds, huh? Oh, so deep in the weeds, really deep in the weeds. Um, so she had this big house and a studio. So she passed away, um, in May, early May. And like I had thought, like, oh, God, what are we going to do? I'm going to call my friend the antique dealer, come get this stuff. And then I stood in the studio, and it, was, it really was, I either fill a dumpster or I take it on. It was that, it was that black and white. There was like, there couldn't possibly be a middle, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to cry, like, just thinking about it. It yeah. was, yeah, it was a lot. So, um, and she was so organized. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, so I, it took a while, you know, to sell the house. So I had some time Mm -hmm. to pack things up. I had some time because my house is small. So I had some time to find a place, a studio. So I went by June, I had rented myself a studio just so I could put everything in there Mm -hmm. and didn't really think beyond that. So everything sat in there for 
don't know, four or five months or so. Yeah. Until I really like got to the place of like, okay, I need to, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it. So then I just started and then, you know, I'd worked. So I'd had a sense of how you go about <laughs> like <laughs> communicating with people and get, I've never, I hadn't owned a business. This was the first time I'd owned a business. Wow. So I was 50, I was 50 years old. Wow. 50? Yeah, I think it was 50. Wow. Oh my gosh. So here you are. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that your self image was artist. Absolutely. And not businesswoman. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking as one who can relate. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. And there you are in the thick of it and, and you're like, okay, let's do this. So what did you do? What was your, what was your first step? Uh, my first step, I think I wrote to all her clients. And when I say wrote to all her clients, I wrote because she had, you know, five by three by five index cards. That was her mailing list. Oh my gosh. That's Oh my God. I just got the chills. Can I just tell you uh, (laughs) now I'm going to cry because you just reminded me of my dad. Yeah. My dad was, um, my dad, seriously, woof. Um, my dad sold men's suits. Um, he was a manager of a really nice men's clothing store in El Paso, Texas, where I grew up. And he used to keep track of his clients mm-hmm. on three by five index cards with notes about their birthdays, yep. their families, their kids. I mean, yep. unbelievable. Wow. Okay. I'm beclumped. Yeah, <laughs> so and then, here you are. Right. And then he'd probably staple them together. Because, you know, one client has multiple orders, so she'd staple them all together. So here I am with this stack of cards. And it's like, okay, I mean, I made a logo. I, you know, when you look back on your first logo, I don't know about you, but I look back on my first logo and go, whew, um, <laughs> glad that one's gone. Um, so, uh, and really thought about, like, how I wanted to proceed. And... So I wrote all these people letters, some wrote back, some didn't. And then I was like, oh, okay, so this isn't just going to happen. Yeah. So naively thought it would just happen. Yeah. Um, and it didn't, which gave me the time to really work on what I wanted my look to be. Because I knew... I knew I was going to bring my aesthetic into it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the other piece too. It's like, she she would, she would lament. I asked you to do this for how many years and you're going to wait till I'm on my deathbed. (laughs) 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 Right. And, and the, the sad truth of it is, and you know, my husband and I talk about it is that she never would have let me do it my way. She really wouldn't have. It would have always been, that's not the right way. Right. Those little tiny flowers in there. And, you know, she just, she, I'm a force. She's was a force. So I um, remember one of the things that blew my mind when you were first talking about this was, um, was you saying that you didn't even like the process of it before that she wanted you to take over this business for years. Right. And that you were like, no, 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 no way, no how. Mm-mm. And boom, here you are. And oh my gosh, your work is gorgeous. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's grown. 
You know, I, I look back on the first things that I made and it's vastly different. <laughs> and um, and that's that's really that's a combination of clients. You know, when clients ask you to do things, mm-hmm. um, those are those are the things that have really it's clients that have really pushed my business. Um, client ideas and talking with people mm-hmm. and um, and that's something that I've really learned to do over the years that I didn't really know how to do in the beginning. Um, you know, people would bring me flowers and, and then like, I don't know, eight weeks would go by and go, okay, it's done. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, oh. Oh, you I have that thing. I <laughs> Right. Oh, I didn't pick out anything. Nope, I did everything. <laughs> I just, it's a vastly different process now. So um, to say that I, yeah, I didn't really care for it because I realized too that I didn't care for that aesthetic. You know, I didn't want her aesthetic. Right. And that was part of what I didn't care for is that everything was so, I just keep going back to that word of so teensy tiny, you know, it's just <laughs> precious. That's the word, precious. Yeah. Whereas my work tends to be much more expansive and graphic. And mm-hmm. I love um, like William Morris pattern. I love the Dutch masters. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take any of that plus the inspiration of the flowers. So, you know, I say this to prospective clients, if you, if you are bouquet, so I work mostly with wedding bouquets. Mm-hmm. I work, I do with funeral flowers too, but I work mostly with wedding bouquets. And, and I'll say, you know, if your bouquet has this sweeping, curling, poppy stem like we can't ignore that so be prepared because that's going to be that's going to figure in because you can't you just can't ignore something like that because it's just such a gift yeah so i so would the- that ex- would that if if you have I, i'm i'm feeling like this expansiveness you're talking about does that then affect the the actual size of the project that you end up producing for them yeah they just keep getting bigger <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. They just keep getting bigger. And it, um, so I started out, I started out with her framework, uh-huh. you know, like an eight by 10 or an 11 by 14 and just like everything just felt really tight. And so now my smallest size to purchase just off the bat like I'll do little ones as side gifts but your initial purchase has to start at a 12 by 12 and even that mm-hmm. starts to feel a little tight and mm-hmm. hardly anyone buys that one anymore so um and then it was the client from last year 2019 I think it was um who wanted something specifically for a space and she said can I get it four feet wide and two feet high Okay, there's dead air because that was my response to right. it. It was just, um, sure, I'll say yes to anything because right. it's a challenge. I knew this was going to be a challenge. Yeah. And, and this, this just leads into that, what I was talking about before about the client conversations and how I wished I had known about client conversations in the mm-hmm. beginning because once she and I started talking, um, this was the piece of, she said, you know, this is my second marriage. Um, I want to use all the flowers from the table where my grandchildren are sitting. Oh, 
Like, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You have goosebumps? <laughs> I have goosebumps. And yes, like, I'm getting verklempt again. What do you doing? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I tell oh. this story, I just get all kind of, this is why. This is why I do that's mm-hmm. it. This is why I do this because it's just so. So now I can think back that there's a lovely woman and her husband on the shores of New York um, that have the flowers from the table her grandchildren sat. Isn't that amazing? And well, so you did it in a two foot by four foot, four wide. foot vertical. No, horizontal. Horizontal. So a long, skinny piece. Long, skinny. Cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a challenge, I bet. It was a challenge, but it was great. It was yeah. great. And I think that's that's one thing that I've learned to really love about this, what I do, that I didn't see the possibility when I first started mm-hmm. was the sculptural aspect. Mm-hmm. So I've done, you know, I've done book binding and I've done painting and I've been to art school and I've tried these different things. And I used to be an art teacher. I did that for six or seven years with little kids. Um, where every day is a different thing. And that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like every time something comes in, every prospective client, it's a just, it's a new, ooh, what can I make? You know, just like, yeah. how can I possibly preserve these flowers to the point of just being so incredibly gorgeous and then arranging them in a way that no one expected them to be arranged in. Amazing. I love hearing you talk about this, Linda, because I can hear the passion for what you do, which totally shows in your work, which again, I'm just going to say is gorgeous. Um, We're going to have to get some photos that we can put in show notes for people to see so they can see what you do. Um, and to, not to mention, I'm going to ask you right now if you could send me like maybe a picture of what your mom used to do so we can see that oh, yeah, legacy absolutely. between yes. the two of you. I would love to do that. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, but I'd love to hear the the passion in your voice and your your the energy that this is bringing you. Mm. And it's really how fun. old are you now? I'm 60. Gosh, I turned 60 see? this year. See? This was not the, yeah, we didn't have the 60th birthday party I had thought I was going to have. <laughs> Maybe 61 um, or 62. is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do an odd year. It's all good. We're healthy. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. doing work you love and yes. clearly make, and, and what do you, so here's a question for you. What do you wish you'd known when you first stepped into doing this? Yeah. So I wrote that down. <laughs> um, that not everyone wants what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. That was, that was huge. I mean, how, how bold of me to think, right? Um, that and the connecting with clients and communicating. And the more I do that, and I wished I had known that in the first, God, four years. Yeah. I think, I really think that there was a couple years I was like, do I still really want to do this? Like I'd. Mm-hmm. kind of take five steps forward and I take five steps back and and let's not you know diminish I was grieving like my father's been gone a long time yeah um, my mom passes away I don't have siblings um it was just it was hard so yeah. there was definitely this emotional roller coaster going along with it but I think I really can't really pinpoint like a turning point that just kind of where a light bulb went off or 
a whole bunch of work came in and there was like, I could point to one particular thing. I really can't. Um, but I think it's the, yeah, the communicating. I wished I had known that from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. How to talk to clients. How do you feel like you've grown? I mean, I'm hearing like, I, I hear this, I hear this growth that happened for you in the years since you've done this. Can you put a finger on anything that you can identify about yourself that's so different from where you were when you started? Um, or is that too hard a question when you're looking no. at yourself? Oh, hello, motorcycle next door. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny, we were talking about this in the huddle. I, th- I think maybe you weren't at that huddle last week. But um, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, I just, yeah. and I stand at my design table. So I have two separate studios. They're side by, they're luck, thankfully they're side by side. But the business grew to such a point that I couldn't be in my sweet small space anymore. So the space next to me became available. So the space next door is where the desk is, where the framing happens, where the shipping happens, where the flower storage ha- dry, you know, everybody's drying in there, the storage is happening. My small studio that looks out over the river is where I do all the artwork and where I meet any clients. Most of my clients are across the country, but I do have some local clients mm-hmm. and that's where they'll come in and meet and look at their work and everything. So, and I was saying this to, in the huddle that, when I'm standing at that table, I question nothing. Mm. And I don't really, there's a few times in my life in terms of creating, excuse me, in terms of creating things like painting or bookmaking or anything where I had felt that true comfort and peace in the process and confidence that I knew what I was doing. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and I, 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 I'm not sure if it's the, so when mom, mom was, was after she passed away and I had told her friend, a friend of hers uh, that I was taking over and her first response to me was, well, what makes you think you can do this? So I think that that nasty thing that someone said to me <laughs> um, really just at the back of my mind, it's like, I am going to do this in the best possible way I know how mm-hmm. and in the things that are important to me. So it's important to me to create custom, one of a kind artwork with the most treasured flowers that someone has, whether they're from a wedding, a funeral, your garden, your loved one gave it to you, whatever. Um, And I'm going to create it using archival standards. I'm going to frame it in archival standards. And I want you to have this piece that you can treasure for a long time. So that was one of the most hurtful things like anybody had ever said to me. Yeah. So what's really struck me when you were talking about that was how the grieving, how you took this, this moment and turned it into something so beautiful and life affirming. Yeah. 
It's amazing. It's a day is not lost on me that it's a gift. Like I use her tools. I, I use her tweezers. I use the presses my father made. Um, I use all her paper that she pressed in. Um, Yeah, it's, and I think that that's part of that legacy piece of, Mm -hmm. you know, creating something that's a legacy for someone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it flows right through you, right from your mom through you and on into what's special about whatever. I love that the, the way you talk about how each, each, it sounds like each project to you is is special and unique and there's not a there's not a set way of doing it that you you look at it and take it for what it is in the moment and make it happen from there right take it for what it is in the moment absolutely couldn't i couldn't have said it any better because it's when you you finally lay out on my table i lay out the flowers and just go and it's just this great it's just this great rhythm to be in of watching these things come together. And, and, you know, I have like basics that I've, you know, there's a basic way to do this and there's a, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way, but you know, once I get the basics down, then I can just kind of go with the flow with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Oh my goodness. And thankful for the clients that let me do that. Yeah. Now yeah. you mentioned that you, before, I, here's a question for you. Before your mom got sick, what were you doing? Like what, there, there was definitely an interruption to your life that happened. Right. So where were you pre, pre all this? So um, I had actually lost my job. Um, I had been unemployed probably for about a year and a half Maybe a little longer. So um, I worked uh, at the Fiber Arts Center in Amherst, Massachusetts, and I started out as the retail director. So it was a fine craft gallery. So Mm -hmm. I was the buyer and um, I did that. And then I became the interim executive director um, and then it folded. The board closed the organization. So um, I did that for probably four or five years. And then before that, I was teaching elementary art um, at a local elementary school. Um, and you know, that I had preschool to grade two and that age group of just, Oh, Linda, just, we love you. We'll do whatever (laughs) you ask us to do. Um, and I, I learned an incredible amount from those kids. I, Yeah. yeah, that was really fun. And I got to, um, there wasn't an art curriculum. And so they wanted to do an academic and art combined. So I would meet with teachers and we would come up with art projects and I would create these art projects to go with academics that they were doing. Oh, so cool. If they were studying Vikings or, you know, then we were making little rune stones out of polymer clay and stuff oh like that. Gosh, so, oh my gosh. How loved, cool. Yeah. It really, sounds like you really loved that. Loved it. Loved <laughs> loved coming up with the ideas. And that was just great. I really, really liked that. And then what did I do before that? I, I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sold advertising at a newspaper. Um, oh, I worked at the UMass at the Arts Extension Service. I did that. Worked in um, arts management. So yeah. I've always been in either arts or education. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to art school. Yeah. So, wow. 
were you as daunted as as I have been in becoming a business person? Yep. Yep. Don't even have to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite a it's been quite a learning process for me for sure. I, I mean, I, I feel like the past couple of years I've been on a um a massive self study uh journey to try to figure out how to how to be a decent business person as a photographer you know and right. uh it yeah because i did it for so many years on the side it was i had a regular job um and i was doing it on the side and i didn't i didn't market it was just word of mouth it was just what it was you know and uh and then a, a layoff is what led me to going full time Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, geez, I better get serious about this. Right. <laughs> if I'm going to do this. This is what I've been wanting. This is what I said I wanted. This right. is what I said I felt I was almost ready to do. And now, ah, so, wow. And so what, what do they say? The, the best way to know yourself is to either, what is it? Therapy or open a business. <laughs> so I checked the therapy, the therapy box off years ago. So I guess it was just time to open a business. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and like, I always knew what I wanted it to become. Like I've always had this picture in my mind of what it would become. Mm -hmm. um, this was the year I was going to hire somebody like this was, mm -hmm. this was the year. Like I was, I was ready to really grow and that, that didn't happen, which is fine. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like, you know, I said, we're all healthy. Um, yeah. So it is daunting. Um, I feel like, so it's kind of what I was saying before when we were talking about the huddle, when I'm in my table, you know, when I'm at my design table, I question nothing. I mm -hmm. know just what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I about the other place when I sit at my desk and, <laughs> emails and what works and <gasps> funnels and CRMs and like oh it just uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. oh I, yeah I hate that feeling of being in the weeds yeah like I just and when I think I figured it out no that's not it either I don't know it just that I I want to get to the place that I'm not perplexed do we ever get to that place, Yvonne? Oh my goodness, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I want to ask that to, of Tara. Do we get not perplexed, please? Oh my gosh. I, I, I tend to think of it as um, as a as being challenged with the feeling of being a beginner and not knowing what the hell you're doing and just being intimidated by by the lack of experience and knowledge because i it's a theory i have and i don't know if this is for you what it is but like like you um once i'm behind the camera and i'm in a session with people and i'm doing what i'm doing i am in the zone it is it is and and like this this is the conversation with you in right. the podcast i am i i mean oh my god i, I love this i love this one-on-one -on -one conversation um and but there's all the stuff that goes around all that stuff so that you can get to the to doing the thing you love right, right. and right. and that's where the that's where the scary part is that's where the uh the i guess that's almost where the real growth is because i I've, I've had to push myself to figure things out and and do the things that are scary 
Um, What's the scariest for you? For me? <laughs> for me. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Table turning. Ooh, oh, gosh. We're talking about me now. Um, for me, the scariest part is uh, is reaching out to marketing. Marketing is really scary for me. Um, yeah. And uh, for the podcast, like I know I need to grow my audience. I know I need to get on other podcasts to do that. I know there's some stuff I got to do. Right. Um, and putting myself out there in that way scares scares the bejesus out of me. You know, yeah. um, like reaching out for guests, I, I actually have so much fun with that because it's like, oh, I love your story. Let's talk about that. That's so cool. <laughs> and that's the whole reason I'm doing this is because I love right. people's stories. Um, and uh, but then it's like, oh, geez, if if I go on somewhere, then I got to talk about something and maybe sound like I know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but you do. You do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, we do. I know what, I know what my experience is and that's all right. I'm ever going to go talk about anyway. Right. See, and, and, yeah. and I think that that's it. That's, I can't, I've kind of come to that place with my marketing and is the, the smorgasbord approach of just, <clears throat> I am going to offer, this is my offer. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. This is how I do it. This is what you can expect from me. If this interests you at all, let's get in touch. Like I'm, I just can't do the, um, have you booked for your wedding yet? And there's only 15 days and you know, uh, I, yes. I can't do that. I'm much more of the, and, and I thought I had to be that other kind of marketer. You know, mm -hmm. it, it mm -hmm. just, just doesn't work for me. So I've come to this, I think I'm in this semi sort of comfortable place of, of work on the website, um, blogging, and then doing more videos going to start happening, mm -hmm. um, coming up. And I just put it out there. I just put it out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and for, and I'm like, you was like, getting to the point of talking and introducing myself to people is hard. Um, that's really hard for me, but yeah. I have to do it. I, I just, I have to do it yeah. because the, the business has grown steadily double digit. Wow. Ever since it started. Wow. Um, yeah. Like every year there's a point where I go, Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> you know, like when the four foot thing came and I was about to price a piece of work that 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 was that big and i i got a little nervous yeah i was nervous i'll admit it and and i finally said you know what this is what it costs this is what it is to work with me mm -hmm. that's it and mm -hmm. i just put it out there and she was like oh i'm so excited <laughs> Ding. Yeah. i said great so i think that 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 was a big piece for me too in, in terms of the my approach and reinforcing my approach like yeah. if you if you find me see that's the other thing that we talk about is like i am tired of hearing i'm the best kept secret so i need to get i need to work through that <laughs> to stop being the best kept secret <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah so what did when when you were going through this this transformation i'll call it um <laughs> 
did you have to change like did you come up against any linda stuff that was like that's not gonna work that you had to change to make it all work what do you mean well habit changes um like for me um one of the things that I realized I needed to do was uh, a few years ago, I was, I was having trouble focusing. I was, and, and I was tired all the time. And so this is really um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect this, but the, the answer for me was actually to get up earlier in the morning and go to bed earlier, but getting up earlier in the morning meant getting up before my kids so I could get a morning routine. And for me, that was, um, for me, that was meditation and exercise regularly. So like I had stabbed at meditation before I had stabbed at exercising. I was like, maybe three days a week, you know, whatever, but, um, doing that and, and doing it every day, um, for me gave me number one time to myself before my kids got up time Mm -hmm. to, um, get my head in the game. And it was like a little gift time for just me. Right. Um, and, uh, and sitting in silence for a little bit and, and moving my body and taking care of myself. And, and it, so all of a sudden I had like all this energy, (laughs) like, right. Sleep, right? Sleep and sleep sleep and exercise. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, for you, was there any kind of like, as you were suddenly like trying to figure out how to, how to run a business and was there anything that you realized that, that was an old habit that you needed to let go of that you, or an old thought process that you needed to let go of or anything? Um, Well, a thought process to let go of is, um, that I, I can do this. I mm. deserve this. Mm-hmm. This is, um, this is a gift. Absolutely. Um, but it's okay. Like I, I can own it. It was, it was hard for me to own it for a while. Um, and in terms of habits, I mean, I always, I always joke, the only thing I seem to be able to commit to is my husband. Um, because <laughs> I mean, we've been married 30, 36 years. That's um, a great quote. Because <laughs> everything joke. else is like pretty transient. Like <laughs> exercise, yeah, yeah, I'll fool around with you a little bit. And yeah. good, healthy eating, yeah. well, I, I'm kind of forced to do that now. So my, my eating has definitely changed. Um, I'm definitely, I, I, I'm a tad of a workaholic. Like I inevitably will text my husband. Okay. Won't be home to like nine. Are you okay? Everything. Okay. Do you need me? Do you like, cause it's just us now. The kids are, you know, kids are right. long gone. I'm yeah. a grandmother. I mean, they're just, they're doing their thing. Um, so I, it, maybe that's it too. That's one of the things that changes. I, I threw myself into it. Like mm-hmm. I throw myself into it. Um, yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, to the almost to the point of forgetting that I can take time off. Hmm. Yeah. So I find I find myself doing that too. 
And even when I do take time off, my head is still spinning mm-hmm. on, oh, oh, what about that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, in a, yeah. in a kind of an excited way, really, like a, like a yeah. figuring out a puzzle kind of way, you know? Right, right. And I, I will inevitably, if I go spend time at my son's house, um, I'll take my laptop with me for the weekend because uh-huh. I can't. Who wants to do Dubsado on their phone? That doesn't really work because, <laughs> you know, client inquiries come in and I, and, you know, I want to be that I get in touch with people quickly. I'm timely. Mm-hmm. I think that that's it too. It's like, um, I'm much more on top of things than I used to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, when I hear you say that, I kind of hear like, there's, do you feel a little proud of yourself for that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I got that workflow done. And, you know, I the emails go out, somebody inquires, I know exactly what they're getting within the time frame that they're getting it. Then I know within three hours of that, they're getting this. And if they don't make an appointment with me, why didn't they? Then that email goes out. Like, I took the time to finish that. Um, yeah, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, it's something I struggle with. Uh, I, I remember uh, back in... The, the the dinosaur ages when I was in school <laughs> and and you know we'd, we'd get the report card and every single time it, there was like this little section for use this time wisely and I would always 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 get needs improvement <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I did I would always I'd want that s and I'd want the S for satisfactory, satisfactory. so bad. <laughs> and I would always see the big N and I'd be like, no. And you know, it's still, it's still something I have to, I struggle with. <laughs> okay. So I, I had not thought about this in forever until you said that. So what did I say earlier? Like we've talked about marketing communication is really key for me. It's somebody, sometimes it's hard. Uh, what do I say? I want to say the right thing. All that. My report cards Linda talks too much. <laughs> so I, I think I need to start channeling my seven-year-old self um, who would flit around from desk to desk. What are you doing? <laughs> You're not done yet? Here, let me help you with that. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. So did you feel like, do you, do you feel like you kind of had like an artist's way of doing things before you took on being a business person? Totally. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's my um, oh, caveat, excuse, artist tattooed on top of on my forehead <laughs> of just like, you know, just give me a little bit of a birth because there's like 15 tabs open and I'm going to find 15 more. And... Yeah, the, oh my gosh. Yes. I am the tab queen. Uh, yeah. Looking things yeah, up have... and little rabbit, little, little, Oh, let's go down that rabbit hole. Right. That's interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and you're a visual person. So I need, mm-hmm. when we do the huddles and stuff in the background for my background is always a little post-its on the grid. You know, I uh-huh. had to make myself those big wall post-its where I can actually physically move the post-it note with the client's name on it through the process. And I can see where I am in processes because I need, I need a big picture. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the big piece of artwork. You just have to stand back and Mm -hmm. not get lost in the, in the weeds of it. I have to look at the big picture. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 
I may need to talk to you about how you do that. Oh, it's <laughs> I like it, that. It's been great. And yeah. then I color code the post-its. So like pink is January and hot pink is February and green is March. So when I look and I've got X number for January, I can't take any more. Oh. So that helps me. It also helps me with my calendar that I'm not overbooking because boy, did I overbook myself. Like, it, you know, when you, you know, you say like how things have changed over the years, there was a time it was like, it was like, how many can you do in a weekend? How many weddings can you, and I'm like, uh, five. And then I took five one weekend and no, I was just on the floor. I, <sighs> that year I was a mess. Like yeah. I so overbooked myself. Yeah. Now I've really pulled back and I only have, I three, four tops, three, three is my sweet spot every weekend. If I can wow. do three. That's a lot still. That's still. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So 10 to 12 a month is a good place to be. Wow. That's amazing. That's if so I get there, cool. It's good. Wow. So amazing. So I'm going to ask you just a fun question. Sure. And it and and it could. I, this is one of the ones I gave you earlier, so maybe you've already thought about it. Um, what books? And this could we could broaden it out beyond books. But is there a book or a person or a movie that has been a big influence on you or rocked your world? Oh, I look at that. It's like, boy, am I vapid. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Pema Chodron fan. I love her, mm-hmm. and the book Start Where You Are. I really like that a lot. Um, I love The Secret Lives of Color. And it's it was a book compiled by Cassius, Cassia St. Clair. And she writes about the histor- history of color. So how, how uh, a specific shade of white was discovered, how a specific shade of red was discovered and created. And, and I get lost in stuff like that. Wow. But I think the thing that really... Um, I put it in all, it's on my website. I put it on my promotional material. I put it, I signed my emails with it. It's an Emerson quote and it's live in the sunshine, swim in the sea, drink the wild air. And I love that. Yeah. And if there was anything that really walked, rocked my world, it was, um, it was that and that and travel. So I can't really pinpoint books and those kinds of things. It's just any you know, being in Italy or I lived in Hawaii for a while and there were moments of living there that were just completely changed me, completely changed me and how I looked at things. Um, how so? Oh, I want to know more. Um, uh, so I was living in Hawaii and I was like a house girl um, for this older couple and I lived on Maui and they liked to go to church every Sunday and I didn't, I didn't do church. And um, at that time, so this was, I turned 21 there. So this was like 1980, 81. Um, and we drove to the outermost part of the island, um, the end of where the road ended. I guess now you can drive around Maui, where back then you couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I have to think of the, the name of the town. It's lost for the moment. So it was like it was like a scene out of that movie Hawaii, you know, with the little stucco church and the thatch, like seriously, on the water, the waves <sighs> crashing. So they're in the church and I'm outside, and 
so you're at the end of Maui and it's these beautiful like lava cliffs coming down and there was horses like this sounds fake but it's not there were horses wandering around there was a cemetery next to the church and the waves are crashing and water and I'm sitting and like most days of Hawaii it rains for like five minutes just this gentle rain and I'm sitting there all by myself and this perfect rainbow came down mm. and just landed in the water mm. and it was mine you know it was just it was this perfect moment for me of being at the end of this gorgeous island outside which i've always thought of as church um and it was just this it was a sanctuary it was just so 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 beautiful and i i can't tell you how often i think back to that moment of just feeling that kind of shift i feel like i was of, sitting with you just now the way you described it oh my gosh I, that's beautiful yeah so that's part of that you know sunshine and the sea and just put me in the it put me in a body of water honestly mm. just and then i'm fine and just to be outside and being in the air is just perfect so yeah yeah that I feel you i feel you regular trip i call it beach therapy we're lucky enough that we live um uh, about a 10 minute drive to Long Island Sound from where we nice. are. And, uh, you know, it's not the big crashing waves, but I get there and I've got big sky all of a sudden. I grew up out yeah. west, so I love big sky. Right. Um, you know, that big horizon line and, right. you know, and the water. Yeah. 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 So what, what, what are you excited about that's coming up? Um, I'm really excited about, um, I, I, this is one thing I have not learned how to do is I, I tend to leave things for the last minute. Um, I'm working on the calendar for next year. So every year I do a calendar and I sell a calendar. Oh, cool. And it's, um, po they're postcards and, uh, it's got some pressed flower artwork with the calendar on the bottom. And then I have a, I love collaborating. I have a couple collaborations going on with the sugar flower artist. I was talking about Mimi Brugette cakes. Um, so we're doing some pressed sugar flowers. We're going to see how that works. Um, but I also have a new product coming what I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. And again, it's a client that asked for it, which is something I hadn't thought about doing. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but like when you can do lots of different things, you think that you have to make everything. Um, mm -hmm. So she wanted a paperweight for her wife. And I was like, oh, resin, like, oh God, I don't know if I can learn resin, I can't do this. And I approached this in exceptional resin artist in Boston. Um, and she created, we did a custom mold um, and we're only doing 10. So, uh, and once that mold is done, we're done. So she made the mold just for me. Um, this client's getting the first one and we'll have, we can take nine more. And I'm really excited about putting that out into the world. This is the oh. first time I'm talking about it at all. That sounds so. gorgeous. It's really exceptional. I'm and so excited. Wow. Yeah. I'm really excited too. And cause her work, this resin work is really, really lovely. And it's okay. resin. It's it's not so it's not glass. It's no. it's, it's it's a polymer. Wow, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And there's Very definitely cool. a right way and a wrong way to do it. And I just didn't have the 
You know, she knows what she's doing. It's like yeah. people come to me because I know what I'm doing and I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to her because she's an expert because that's the level of work that I want from my clients. I don't yeah. want that. I don't want to give them something where I'm still trying to figure out how to be a resin artist when I don't want to be a resin artist, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I do what I do. I'm going to give it to Anastasia. She's going to be exceptional. And then I get to give an exceptional product to my clients. So, so smart. So cool. Yeah. So exciting. I know. I'm excited about this. Thank <laughs> Very you. cool. So yeah. how can people find you? And I'm going to be, I'm going to go back through and, and get all this, uh, sure. all the references you've given, which are all awesome and exciting. Um, I'll get all those in the show notes. And how can people find you? Uh, floralee.com, F-L-O-R-A hyphen L-Y.com. And Instagram is floralee Linda. Cool. Oh, man. I am so glad we did this. Thank you. I am too. Thank you so much, Yvonne. It was just such a pleasure. And I just, I'm so honored. I'm really honored. Thank you. I am honored. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Isn't it interesting how sometimes the answers to our searching are right in front of us? Sometimes we find our joy on a path we didn't expect. And sometimes... We need to spend some time on a path in order to find that we truly belong there. Thanks so much for listening. If you got something out of this today and it makes you think of someone you know, can you go ahead and forward it on to them? Share it. So anyway, before I go, next week I'll be talking to Shulamit Berlevtov, who started her master's in counseling and spirituality as a mature student with a goal to finish before she turned 50, which she did. And what she's done since, well, that's a story for next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.